0: Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie,
1: Pat, and Patrick. So how do we start this episode off?
2: Who's going to say, who's, who's going to start talking first? <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I mean, the only thing I can think of mentioning is, is Bob the Builder a better television show than semi-pro was a movie as i'm inundated with flint tropic pictures and guys in construction jumpsuits like it's the greatest thing ever
2: it's like homecoming week or something you know where everybody's got like a day that they dress up for Maybe they don't do that anymore. I don't
0: know. I'm going to go with Bob the Builder because I have made it known a number of times that my. Mm. I won't say disdain, but my lack of approval of any Will Ferrell movie is very high because it's always just the same character.
2: And at some point, that character always runs naked down the street in their Mm -hmm. underwear. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that that wouldn't that wouldn't be naked, Cassie. That would just be.
2: In well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's that's
0: just so it, it's it's always just the same character, and I think I've said this before. You know, it just it it saddens me because he he went with a breadth on when he was on SNL. There were many different characters, and that he just fell into one, and that's all he does in every movie, except like a couple, and even those couple, he's not really in that much you know (laughs) otherwise it's just the same character
1: and honestly i mean bob the builder gets point for the decade-long run for bob or uh, greg proops as the u.s voice at least oh god yeah i forgot all about that See, I kind of tuned out when uh, he was no longer in the role. Yeah. Those other episodes, they might be good, but he's my Bob.
0: It's, it's sort of like when I was watching Pocchio with the kid, and you know the early ones were voiced over by Stephen Fry, and then they got someone else, and it's just like, it's not Stephen Fry. And That's, you cannot replace Stephen Fry. You can't. I black-marketed the Harry Potter audiobooks because the ones in the U.S. didn't have Stephen Fry. Wait, he was the narrator? He was the narrator, yes. He did the audiobooks. Oh,
3: but only for my the time UK version, right?
0: Well I think they brought them over now. But yeah, I had to go pirate those. You know. This is a um Yeah, we really did throw ourselves off, didn't we? By not having an intro or anything to talk about.
1: Um huh. Hey, is Austin
0: Matthews still the greatest player to ever play the game of hockey? Right now? Oh, you mean the qualifier right now.
2: As an American playing in Canada, can we use that qualifier too?
0: No, no, no. They've adopted him. Just shush. Nobody wants to talk about that he's from the southwest of, of, of the United States, born in California, raised in Arizona. He's Canadian, okay? We don't talk about that. He's Canadian. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
1: Who cares who the best player is if the games that they're playing in are, uh, excuse me, who cares who the best player is right now if uh, games are boring? The only thing Austin Matthews really has going for him right now is uh, there's no such thing as a boring Maple Leafs game. It's either tragic or hilarious or both. I was going to say more often than not, they're both. <laughs> and I got to, I got to appreciate it. Cause at least it's
2: entertaining. You know, I, I have, um, it's only entertaining because you're not a Leaves fan.
1: <laughs> no, I am not, but I am secretly kind of rooting for them just because I want to see the chaos ensue after after what exactly after after um i i i'm sick of the sequel or or the uh reboot that's redone each year i'm not i i'm looking for more more tragic ways to to fail What what are we on like the 15th batman movie in the last decade God. Well, here here here's a difference. I have not seen this fifteenth Batman movie, but at least there's enough. Oh, I don't know, source material to come up with some new ideas. No, um, a... uh, yes, there it's is. But...
2: A, it's the same story arc. Well, that's because everyone chooses to do the same story arc in movies. They the movie. choose
1: to do the same story arc. The Toronto Maple Leafs have no choice. They've got, unless they're bringing back like relatives of Wendell Clark to play for the team. Oh wait, didn't we already do that? No, no, they don't have much. And oh my gosh, who hurt Cody Eakin? (laughs) (sighs) Which time? (laughs) Well, I currently have the start of the heritage classic by some donut company. All on right, my secondary monitor. Oh, the top um, pot, so- the Top Pot Donuts Heritage Classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the one.
2: Voodoo Voodoo um, Donuts.
0: You know, voodoo. Yeah, Voodoo Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how. Wait, hang on, just a fat. Let me let me riff here. You know how you know it's sponsored by Voodoo Donuts, because it's so hip. Nobody knew it was being
1: played today. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Except for all the people who had to let out-of-towners park in their driveways.
0: I'm trying to figure out why people were parking in my driveway saying they're going to the Heritage Classic.
2: Mm. Yeah. Wrong coast. Wrong Heritage.
0: year. <laughs> <I> wrong
1: everything.
2: <laughs> Geographically challenged.
1: Just no, a So they're doing these songs and the teams just stand in a line waiting for someone to finish singing and Cody Eakins in the front of the line. And he has what I can only describe as a rejected 80s NHL haircut. (laughs) I mean, it is bad by 80s NHL mullet standards.
2: Is there, is there such a thing as a good mullet Standard from the 80s So <laughs> you're thinking about this for a second
1: <laughs> Exactly Cassie And that's how bad this one is Oh here's something fun They brought I'm, a real uh, hockey team on the screen Well, the US women's team No The Canadian women's
0: team The Canadian women's team The double gold medal winning Canadian women's team the double gold. The 2022 Budweiser Cup. <laughs> Rack of Budweiser winning Canadian
1: women's hockey team. Presented by Marie-Philippe Poulin. God. Um,
0: <clears throat> hmm. uh, to, to get back to Cody Eakin's mullet, eh? He's a ginger. Have you ever seen a ginger with a mullet, a good mullet? <clears> hmm <throat>
2: I've seen gingers with mullets.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: You just answered my question. We are, we are missing the modifying adjective in that. Statement, aren't we Cassie?
2: Oh no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> uh, flashback to high school. Ooh. Anyway.
1: Speaking of mullets, uh, here's a random hockey player for you both. Mark Rycroft, who in the year 2022 continues to rock on television every day because no one can actually watch altitude sports. He still rocks a mullet that is god-awful.
2: He didn't have one for a while. He brought it back. That was a deliberate choice and not a, I'm stuck in the time period I graduated from choice. (laughs)
1: And what's worse is he never had one as a player. If you can find all three or four of his headshots,
3: he never had one.
1: I mean, maybe that one time he had to go to France to play during the 04 05 lockout. But my God, that thing, the altitude broadcasts are rough enough. And then you got to be assaulted with that.
2: Speaking of the Avs, Landis Cog seems to be out for a while. Are
1: they going to make Tampa and their cap shenanigans look like um, child's play?
0: all I'm going to say is they showed Tampa showed the world how it's done and everyone else was you know let me let me back up even further Chicago snuck it in
1: yeah chi- Chicago made it look
0: tampa eh? Tampa rubbed it in everyone's face and then they perfected it And then they perfected it. And now they perfected it by circumstance. They took advantage of the situation that was presented to them of a 56-game season. Not an 82, a Mm -hmm. 56-game season. Said, well, that's roughly four months. This recovery time for this particular surgery is in that range. So guess what? He goes on LTIR day one and comes off LTIR day 57 of the season, or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. And everyone's Calvin Klein's BVDs, Manscaped Boxer Briefs, whatever, climbed right up their rump side because they they didn't do anything wrong. No. No.
2: They were shamelessly open about what they were doing without saying it, what they were it, doing.
0: But it's not, it not shamelessly open to use the rules as they are defined. Right.
2: That's no, it's it's just that they 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 had the uh, intestinal fortitude to actually go there when everybody else was like, should we or shouldn't we? Right.
0: I don't think I don't think the moral quandary is there for a lot of other teams. I think, the, I think the financial implications are there, because uh, what I mean by that is the actual money being paid versus what's being hit against the cap,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and Tampa was fine with actual money going out the door. His, you know, his his contract is covered by and you know by the insurance clause, as is Landis Goggs. The ownership said, okie doke." The money that's going out the door is fine with us. Where other teams may not have been, you know, because we always talk about, or we don't always talk about, but there's always that conversation around, you know, um, trades, you know, in the in the cap world, and. Uh, sort of circling around, you know, what's their AAV versus what are they actually getting paid, right? And Nick Ritchie was a guy whose AAV was not that great, but unfortunately his actual dollars out went up in the second year of his contract. So it made it even a worse value for anyone. So that being said, Tampa, I think was fine with it. You know, not a lot of other teams are, I think Las Vegas is probably going to be the only one. Colorado, you know, maybe they need another Harrison Ford hit you know, to to give them some money but I can see Colorado doing it too you
2: yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah, in this case no one's quite sure if that's what they're doing, or if they're If Landeskog is legitimately needing surgery right this minute, Gerard is out too. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah.
1: And I mean, if there were one person in the league who just defines perfection. Wanting to do something better than anyone else, is it not Joe Sakic?
0: Joseph J. Sakic?
2: <laughs> now Iserman.
0: Trader Joe.
1: Trader I- Joe.
2: Burn-a-B- Joe. Yeah.
1: And and the crazy thing is he would still have to spend, quote unquote, almost $3 million in cap space just to take advantage of Landeskog not being able to play for two
3: months.
0: So he gets to go make a trade is what you're saying. He, He can make several trades or he can make a big trade. That's what I'm thinking.
2: Making a run this year.
1: Because right now, as good as some of the best teams are, I don't feel like there's a single favorite. There's not a single team who you would say, who is in a playoff position, and you could argue, this team will win the cup. Because X, Y, and Z, and I'm gonna have a tough time arguing, except for you, New York Rangers, because um, you're gonna run your goalie into the ground.
2: You mean they haven't already?
1: It's getting it. We've entered that part of the season where um, everything's turning back into pumpkins and uh, rags. So the clock has struck
0: midnight on a few uh, stories. As as we are seeing with the Maple Leafs goaltending situation.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, but they use yeah. the typical playbook of, uh-huh. hey, here's a here's a nice story for a month. Let's make it seem better than it actually was. Well, of course, it's Toronto.
2: Yeah. Toronto uh, hasn't there's... had good goaltending in years. <laughs> like really good goaltending. Like I think they haven't they always. Or I shouldn't say always. For a while now, I've been struggling with goaltending.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: The goaltending right. has always been adequate. The team in front of it's always been terrible. And it leads to some, some, uh, some questioning in the goalies' heads, if I had to guess. They've taken perfectly fine goaltenders and just ruin them
2: that's what happens when you don't know what the defense actually does (laughs) and you decide oh the goalie can just stop everything
1: (laughs) so it makes me wonder why why do something to martin jones didn't he just escape this hell don't look to bring him back in Don't look at Marc Andre Fleury, who is essentially just swapping red for blue. <laughs> but, uh... well, Peter Morazek is a bit of a. Enigma? He is. It, I want to be very careful about how I described him. Just, he is a unique talent unto his own who um, like some other players I've mentioned in the past could really use an actual coach.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, you've seen him in spots where he's been good for a while on talent alone. Then he struggles. Then he ended up in other spots. Rinse, repeat. Same pattern applies. This time, he's just never had the uh, good streak. As guess what? He is out of his crease as I am talking. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> the fact that the world—the fact that the world now understands his foot placement issues—is hilarious to me.
0: So let's rewind ye old clock of time here, can we please? A certain general manager with a affinity for wearing turtlenecks and blazers stepped forth and made the decision to relieve themselves of a young goaltender and not resign their other goaltender. Looking kind of like a little bit of a genius right now,
3: isn't
0: he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the uproar after letting, you know, trading Morazic for, you know, a Manscaped kit, effectively, saying, no, thank you. We, we don't need that. And then letting Morazic go and then going to Toronto and saying, we'll take that. Yoink. <laughs> And then turning that yoink into what Toronto couldn't have, it's kind of, kind of, you know, Don Waddell and, and Carolina for all their other organizational flaws, really have kind of taken the two OG Canadian markets to town, haven't they?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, how how can they do it to Vancouver?
0: Uh, just by that'll be
1: the fun. Uh, well,
0: just by existing.
1: <laughs> I think more than anything, they're just not overthinking goaltending. It's just, just be solid in front. Keep keep shots or movement contained to one half of the ice. And uh, it's kind of easy when a goalie has to stand there and can see a shot. He can usually save it. you're your Toronto goalie these days.
2: <laughs> you're saying uh, Toronto needs some defense, or uh,
1: oh yes,
2: uh, the Rangers may need some defense, and uh, well, the Rangers Montreal needs de- a whole new team. <laughs> no, no, Seattle needs a new coach. <laughs>
0: new general manager.
2: <laughs> well,
1: no, you got, Seattle needs to stock the cupboard first and then they can, you know, clean house. Yeah. Um, they,
0: can,
2: they can keep, you know, Francis for a bit. How yeah. can you
0: stock the cupboard when you, when your only move seemed to be putting people on waivers and then reclaiming them when another team puts them on waivers later? <laughs> <laughs> kinda hard to stock cupboards when your only means of acquisition of any assets are waiver claims.
2: Reclaiming, not even claims. It's it's waiver reclaims. Well, it's
0: cyc- <laughs> cyclic, You know, cyc- yeah. cyclic wavering. <laughs> cyclic wavering. That sounds like something I took in college.
3: Mm. Some math, some
0: weird math class.
2: Underwater basket weaving.
1: At least that had a point to it. Some of those. College math classes, just
0: like cyclic waving.
3: Yeah, sure. It
0: was was a subset of the fluid dynamic stuff I was doing in physics. (laughs) 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 Pat, I can feel you
1: shivering all
3: the way over here.
1: (laughs) It's and it has nothing to do with the snow flurries in Hamilton, Ontario. I, 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 no, just triggering memories. Whether Toronto or Retinas are
0: playing? Yeah,
2: I actually like their jerseys, although they should just not bother with the arenas behind the tee. But you know, I get right. it; it's a historic thing.
0: Go, a- Retinas! Go! <laughs> yeah. Um.
3: The so
2: when's the trade deadline was- again?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, we uh, only have a week to hear about how there's so much time left and nothing will actually get done.
0: I was going to say, I'm struggling to find anything pertinent to talk about. Oh, hey, guess what? You know who I saw on the penalty kill last night on a five-on-three?
3: Uh- who
2: that?
0: One Leon Dreisaitl. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: As reward I- or punishment for present behavior.
0: Well, I believe it's because he's climbing the ladders as one of the better defensive players on the team Mm. now that he's been given a little bit more responsibility and put out there on the penalty kill more.
1: Oh, are you saying like player metrics and these player cards and certain stats could be, I don't know, team-driven and not Um, just individual evaluations? Well, say hey, Pat. Welcome to the
0: club of Public models are flawed.
2: <laughs> oh, God, let's not stir it in to then alienate like, you know, half of hockey.
0: <laughs> no, no, I want to. <laughs> Damn it all to hell. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it right now. Okay. 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 We're in agreement. I'm game. Mm-hmm. I'm game. Yeah. Your public models blow. Not all of them, you know, actually, it's it's if you aggregate some of the tracking models that people are using, you would actually come up with a fairly well defined model.
2: Uh, that's assuming anyone actually posts their methodology, which no one really no, seems to do.
0: No, no one really <laughs> seems to do. I'm just looking at the output. OK. And some of them will say, you know, here's how I do it. They don't actually show the math behind it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: But some of them will show, hey, this is how I'm doing it.
3: Right.
0: Um, I'm not digging. I'm not trying to drag anyone, you know, I'm really not because they don't have access to the player tracking data. You know that's coming off the rfit devices they don't have access to much of anything other than sitting there watching the games and trying to manually record things events as they happen
2: and so it's basically the eye test huh?
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to avoid going that route cassie but thank you Sorry. um <laughs> no, no, no 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 that's quite okie dokie um and it's not to say that the models can't be improved. And a lot of guys continue to come back and revisit their models and make improvements because they see these outliers that don't jibe. Mm-hmm.
1: And they change the model to make it jibe, and you can't.
0: Because once you've... And some of the problem, And this goes back to the origin of this whole stupid holy war on... On... um analytics is some of these guys come across as so arrogant you know and they really don't but they get into discussions with people and say no 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 well you're not looking at this this and this and these guys and they're not listening to the other side going um, but you're not looking at this this and this
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you you know there's there's an, there's an implied bias in your model from the start because you're involved in your model,
3: Mm -hmm. right?
0: It's the same thing we're going through with machine learning and AI, right? How do we get rid of the biases and, and, you know, and how do we weight things and all these kind of things? Well, you can't because you're involved in it. So, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: how do you take yourself out of the equation? Well, by listening- You resign as general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. No. (laughs) Before you sign a defenseman to a contract. No,
0: you don't understand. He's Cody Cece. You guys don't see the same numbers that Sheldon, that Kyle Dubas did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I don't know what to tell you guys, you know?
1: Is a shot fundamentally bad? Is giving up a shot fundamentally bad? No. Mm -mm. But everything in these models leads you to believe that. Yes. Unfortunately. Because until that mindset changes, and there is some manual lifting within the data sets, which most public models there aren't, you're gonna run into these same issues these same debates so on and so forth a shot is technically a giveaway if you really think about it just like a dump in is a quote unquote temporary change of possession if you know what to do with it yeah i uh... The the and this goes back to
0: the fundamental and I won't say fundamental. One of the one of my my opinion of the flawed mechanic of the whole thing is they are seeing shots as offensive mechanic, as the only offensive mechanic. When the shot is the result of an offensive mechanic. The shot is the last event in the chain. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are some people that do track zone entries and Mm -hmm. good for them, you know,
1: because that actually has to be a manual process.
0: Right, right. And, you know, that is that is unbelievably a pain in the tuchus. Um, But the everything in between those two points is what's being missed.
2: They're also trying to isolate too much in a game that things are dependent upon one another. Yeah, they need more if than statements rather than solitary. This is a thing. This is a thing. This is a thing. Discrete events.
3: Uh,
0: and and you know and you're trying and they're and, and and they. I'm gonna I'm gonna start going royal statements here. Royal.
2: The grand, the the royal
3: bee, the, the grand.
0: They, we, them. Um, they go into uh, the the how they how they perceive reduction of noise in in their models is by looking at player combinations on the ice and and deducing that you know when this guy's on the ice with these other four people for this period of time they seem to be better at preventing shots than when this guy's on with those other four people you know and one of those four people seems to be okay when he's with these you know so they try and do these uh, elevated flow charts essentially of whittling down how bad each individual is by reducing the number you know by reducing the the variables of who they play with being on the ice and that still that still leaves a massive chasm of information because i you you know leon Draisaitl was out there with darnell nurse on a five on three last night they blocked like i don't know how many shots you know so is that you know, but shots got through, so that's going to start going against those two. Darnell Nurse is out there with Evan Bouchard; they seem to not have that many shots against them as a pair because we've, we've, we're trying to filter out the other three players that are out there with them. Well, back to your point, Pat. Sometimes giving up a shot isn't the end-all, be-all.
3: Well, and then. That...
2: It's it's a sometimes it's a lack of understanding strategy, too, because I know that when I was playing um, hockey, I kind of approached it like how I play basketball and, you know, a rebound from a goalie. Or actually, let me rephrase that. I would shoot on net, not necessarily expecting a goal, but for somebody up front to pick up the pick up the puck and shoot it in at a closer range. And That was I actually have to a get... deliberate strategy, but and that was be counted against me. May I guess,
1: did you have to shoot that puck low at, so some sort of rebound was created?
2: Well, it was partly that sometimes. Sometimes I did that, and sometimes it was just throwing out in front of the net and hoping that, you know, whoever my teammate was there would get it. You know, it's okay. it's no different than, say, doing a dump-in, Right. <clears throat> except you have a more concentrated number of bodies in a particular area. But it's still, you're hoping that your teammate's going to pick up the puck for you because you've put it in this area, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the same thing you're doing with the dump-in, only I was doing it with, let me put this in the paint, and hopefully somebody will pick it up. And if it happened to be a shot on goal, great. And if it wasn't, then, you know, whatever. Or if it was a rebound, then whatever, you know. Um, And so my point, and it was a personal strategy of mine, was to put it down low because that's where the pucks are most likely to go into the goal. But I would be penalized for that, like in, in these statistical models.
0: You would be penalized in one aspect, but you'd be rewarded in the other. If you were playing defense... For that team you would be penalized heavily because a shot was allowed to reach the net
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: but there's also that there's you also run into the issue where there are a number of goalies that want that the goal there are goalies that will tell you if you are a defender and you're talking to your goalie they want the puck to hit them you know it's like if the puck is if if the player is a certain distance away from their goaltender you know then the goalie wants you to play the puck or the player however the coach wants you to do it but um you know if it's within a certain area or a certain distance then the goalie wants to be the one to handle the puck right and so and that also is not accounted for in any of these models is and that's a playing style, I guess, so you can't really do that anyway. But, you know, as a defender, if your goalie wants you to, like, get out of the way so they can handle the puck, then you're going to get out of the way.
0: <laughs> right, and that and that goes back to a little bit of, you know, Barry trots. Right. Barry Trots is like, we're just going to, you know, and, and, you know, there are those models that take in shot quality, you know, is it in a high danger area? We can get into big, huge debates on what a high danger area is, but that's for another discussion. Um, but you know, Barry Trotz would be like, everything goes to the outside. If a shot gets through, yeah, that's okay. Because to your point, Pat, it's kind of a turnover. Right? So go ahead. Take take the shot. You know, we've got a better than 50-50 chance of, of getting to any rebound or our goalie, you know, freezing the puck, and then, you know, we'll get it back, you know, on the next scrum. But yeah.
1: Go ahead, shoot. And then when you factor in how for so many, goaltending is just a mystery. <laughs> Like, voodoo yeah nothing drives me crazier than hearing that when it's if a, if a goalie sees a shot and is standing still they stop it 99 times out of 100
2: voodoo how do they do it how
1: and when a, a goaltender like Peter Mrazek has to flop around like a fish sometimes and gets wildly out of position As he wants to do. Just like so many goalies of the late 90s, early 2000s, who he praised. Made crazy, you know, (sighs) acrobatic saves. Yeah, but it was so damn fun to watch. Uh, 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 uh. You can't do that. I can because it was fun to watch. (laughs) Here's what I'll say. If it works. Don't mess with it.
0: If it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. But would anyone in hockey ever do that pat. Everything could be fixed.
2: Everybody has to look exactly the same and do it the same way or else it's wrong.
1: Because I'm anti-coaching.
2: No, no, you're anti-managing, remember?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you direct, you do not choreograph, yes,
2: right. Like anyone who is even remotely unconventional, unless they are exceptionally good at what they do, and we're talking like Sidney Crosby good, is always going to be like a mixed bag for people because no one likes no one likes unconventional because they can't predict what unconventional is going to do. What they are all missing is the fact that neither can the other team. <laughs> You know, <laughs>
1: so this brings up an interesting point. Should it be any surprise that there are more gambling dollars invested in the NHL today as it's become more predictable?
0: Is it really more predictable, or have people just started coming around? With models that get them into that 70 and 80 percentile of accuracy,
1: uh-huh, and it it's just enough to allow the house to win yeah. and profit. Well, they've they've
0: always, you know, even before the great analytics debate of two thousand whatever, um, you know, they, that's always been out there. But it was it was more of a mystery because how do I want to put this, um. There was, there was easier money to be made betting other sports. And mm-hmm. now that the data and analytics and betting lines for NFL and basketball and baseball have gotten so accurate, it's harder to win money consistently in those sports versus this weird thing. That we're starting to see, you know, public models and, and other people come up with betting lines for all of these things for hockey that make it a lot easier now for me to go out and bet on games. And I'm looking at you, Greg Wasinski, continually pumping your
1: puck line stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, know. that's because they're not letting him do anything fun these days. God, no kidding. Oh, oh also, he's a uh, degenerate. When it comes to the uh, money line, well, of course. Uh,
0: well, New he's Jersey. from New Jersey. <laughs> you could just stop with he's a degenerate. Um, <clears throat> love Aren't you,
2: Grant. <laughs> Aren't we all degenerates? I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I, I make no qualms about a, it. Right. Outside of only getting to do a show once a week for thirty to forty minutes, uh, at outrageous. least on at least on hockey. fun in life
0: is that not just the stupidest thing they canned the the espn on ice podcast which was doing good numbers from everything i heard they can it and because they don't need a podcast and they get the rights back and now they need a podcast and the one guy you've got who could host a podcast Emily and Greg's podcast was flipping awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't particularly care for Linda and Emily's podcast.
1: I do not particularly care for Linda. I know she's a lifer. She's a fan. She is great with a script. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. uh, Emily, on the other hand, is the only reason I will listen to a segment on that program. And I gave it a, a good two to two and a half months, but it just got unlistenable. I felt like I was listening to Toronto sports radio at at points, just sub yeah. in something New York centric. And that's a sh- and, and
0: that's a shame because that's the way I felt about it. Was I was just listening to a radio show, not a podcast. You know.
3: No. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And there's a decided difference between the two. I mean, you don't listen to the Jeff Merrick show expecting to be a podcast, even though he tips his, you know, he dips his toes in the water for a little bit here and there. But that's what you have to do when you got two hours of airtime to fill and you're running solo. Um, Otherwise, it just is sort of like a half hour weekly radio show about the world of hockey. And I just. You've got two great assets available to you. One unbelievably up and coming, you know, I love that they have pushed Emily into doing everything, right? Mm -hmm. From Around the Horn. I don't even watch ESPN, but, you know, watching her on Around the Horn and, you know, constantly doing radio hits and doing TV hits. Um, You've got... Such a fundamentally strong resource in Emily, and another one in Greg, who could, you know, do a show together, much like they're trying to do with The Drop, make it a podcast and let those two have fun again. I don't think Linda is good at podcasting, I think she's no. a great radio host and a great TV host. But she, I don't think she's good at podcasting.
1: She podcasts lack structure. I mean, clearly. Hi. This, <laughs> yeah. they, they don't have to, but I know what
0: you mean, right? They should be free form. And, you, know, you can have a format. You can have segments. You can have things you want to talk about. You but can add some production
1: value to it. but it's not pre-planned, pre-scripted. Yeah, you have some show notes, but we don't know what direction we're going in from time to time. Wednesdays (laughs) when you listen to Jeff and Greg. Oh, it starts in one place. It goes full Simpsons writer's room. We're going to take you to X, Y, and Z. We didn't even plan that.
0: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you a little bit behind the scenes of my process for this show. The three of us will chit chat during the week and we'll post, you know, interesting tweets to our to our uh, little DM room. And then we get on and start talking.
2: Yep. Like literally I, no preparation. <laughs> no,
0: every every once in a while, we'll have a little chat you know, beforehand. If there's a particular hot button topic or something happened, we'll discuss whether we want to address it or not. Um, other than that, I have a couple of things I'd like to talk about. I don't know about the two of you, but I usually have two bullet points and then from everything else, it's like, whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. And I take the two, two bullet points that I might have, or I just wait for something shiny to come across my screen while we're talking.
2: No, I usually just show up and about five minutes before think, oh, yeah, we've got that podcast thing to do. (laughs) And then I I, I just show up and wing it. Right. I I got nothing. Yeah.
0: And that may explain some of the quality of our shows, but I don't (laughs) care.
1: (laughs) This isn't for you. This is for us. Largely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, come along for the ride. If you want to interact, great. Otherwise, I'd
0: just like sitting down and talking to Cassie and Pat for an hour. Pretty much,
2: yeah. This is so, our weekly it, chat to just, like, hang
1: out. <laughs> exactly. But if you want to throw us a random player and hear us wax poetic about someone you've only heard of once, uh, shoot us a tweet.
0: Dan, high note. Dan, high uh, note. You know, uh, the reason I, br- I, I bring him up for two reasons. One is um, uh, I, I, I rescued my wife, and I will say rescue. Um, for anybody that needs to know the backstory. <laughs> I rescued my wife from Colorado back in 2001. And we moved in together, lived in sin for a while. And her sister went to a meet and greet um, that year. Uh, that, the, that some Avs players were doing at a shopping mall. Anyway, long story short, um, Dan Hynote was one of the players there and, and my wife's sister said, hey, can you sign a pennant to my sister saying, you know, she just moved to Washington and he said, you know, hi, name, we miss you here in Colorado, Dan Hynote. <laughs> and she has that up in her office and I absolutely adore it. And part of the reason we still hang on to Dan Hinote is because in the EA Sports hockey games, whenever he would score or get an assist, the in-arena announcer would always say Dan Hinote. <laughs> 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 oh, so every time we would watch an abs game with Dan Hinote, and he scored or did something. That's the way we said it in the house. (laughs) Hey, look, Dan Hinote. So that's, you know, he's always going to be one of my all time favorite players simply because of that.
1: Okay, it's trivia time.
2: Uh oh.
1: Columbus Blue Jackets. (laughs) Fred, what was Dan Hinote's single season best point total?
2: Was he playing with Forsberg or not? (laughs)
1: I'll I'll answer your question with a question. How could you tell the difference? Uh,
0: Because (laughs) if he was, it'd be in the 50s or 60s. If he wasn't, it would be in the 30s. I want to say it was upper 30s, like 38, 39,
1: somewhere in there. Cassie, do you have a... uh... I guess.
2: I'm gonna go with forty-two. <laughs> forty-two. <laughs> forty-two.
1: <laughs> I mean, technically, you're correct, Cassie.
3: Woo!
1: <laughs> uh, but the checker's
2: guide never steers me wrong.
1: Yeah, this um stat sheet that I'm looking at here says, oh. he was close to 42 once in the AHL but no in 2000 2001 in 76 games played Dan Hino topped out with 15 points
0: so right now would be a good time to play the prices right fail music (laughs) exactly
3: exactly
0: both of us went over. I was closer. I, I was y-
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not even one of these guys who had uh, uh, was uh, not a great regular season player, but ended up contributing to the playoffs. No, in that same season, he had six points in 23 games during the cup run averaging and I quote: eight minutes and twenty-two seconds of ice. Yeah,
0: time. see, he was that third. When you have Mike Ricci, and and um, Shahjan <laughs>
1: Oh, one of my favorite names. Shajon. Shajan. It, it's just compromise <laughs> between between
0: so two funny. parents. Shajon. That really had to be what happened, right? I want John. I want Sean. You put your po- chocolate in my peanut butter. That's not all I put in you. Um,
3: <laughs> Shajan yeah, I Damn. wish my parents compromised
1: that one. Well. So all right, since we're going, you know down a tangent, is Sean Podine the reason Keith Jones is still on TV today? And I only bring this up because Podine was sent to Colorado for Keith Jones from Philadelphia. Keith Jones goes to Philadelphia, finishes his career with a partial rights holder. No Alright then can we get Sean Podine on TV Yeah I would i I'd
0: dearly love to see John on, on TV
1: <laughs> Okay uh, But back to Dan Heino Heino Do you know what um, What job he currently has
2: He's with USA Hockey isn't he <sighs> Hmm
0: No. God dang it! He was working for Columbus for a while.
3: Correct.
0: Took a leave of absence. <sighs> and then went to the U.S. program. I think he's back in the NHL. I thought.
2: No, I thought he was with the USA Hockey.
3: I think Some assistant, in coach. NHL.
2: Some assistant coaching thing, I think. Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh! Isn't he? Isn't he working with Dan? Uh, Dan high he- um, John Heinz in Nashville. That's you nailed it. Yes.
1: You both walked along the trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
2: yeah. sorry, I'm not not more of a Dan again, high note life aficionado. <laughs>
1: no, but he's hey he note. spent a good. Uh, almost three years exclusively doing coaching with USA Hockey from their national team development program, U-18s, U-17s.
2: Yeah, I knew it wasn't like with the juniors, and I knew it wasn't with um, the NHL level, whatever that is.
0: The the development program stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: yeah, wouldn't you I, know I thought I saw, you know, and the only reason The only reason Only reason Because I have not watched a hell of a lot of hockey recently Is I had the Blues Predators game on yesterday morning While I was in my office working Because it was on early mm-hmm. And they took a shot of the bench And he's he's kind of like Getty Lee to me because, you know, he's got kind of a, a nose on him. And they were doing a pan on the bench, and Hines was there, and he was talking to someone. And I said, my God, that looks like Dan Hinote. And I will never call him High Note, unless I'm trying to be technical. It will always be Dan Hinote to me. Because Dan Hinote is just one of the best screw-ups ever. <laughs>
2: Now, like, the one the, the one that I think is the best, if we're going to go with obscure Colorado Avalanche players, although he wasn't really obscure at the time, was someone actually butchering Adam Deadmarsh's name on the Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah, but the Stanley Cup, that's... It's, it's,
2: it's not, like, they, they, they call him Deadmarsh.
0: New. It's not new, right? No. I mean, how many, What what is it, Jock Plant? how many different ways is his name spelled on the cup?
3: Right.
1: Five... Don't ask me how I know that
0: Because you listen to the Jeff Merrick show And he brings that setup up at least three times a week <laughs> Maybe Hi Jeff love you buddy um, Oh I, I constantly give him crap About about how many times He retells the same stories um,
1: Well he helps us remember those stories so. Yes he does And sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night Repeating them Um <clears throat> Speaking of repeating in names that I can only say one way, uh, his name is Sammy Paulson. His name is Sammy Paulson.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: During that 06, 07 season, it's the only way you can say it.
3: <laughs> number
1: 26 in your programs, number one in your hearts.
0: Mm-hmm. It's Sammy Paulson, otherwise known as Sammy Paulson. (laughs) Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. I think my pretzel dough has finished proofing. Or if you're in Britain, proving. I don't know what it's proving. It's proving it can grow. Um, God, it's like when Cassie and I were talking about Canada. It's like, pick a lane, people. Pick a lane. You can't you can't walk five kilometers to order a 14-inch pizza. Okay? Pick a lane. You walk five kilometers to order a 35.65-centimeter pizza.
3: Mm-hmm. That's you
0: don't, too
2: hard.
0: You don't walk five kilometers to get a 32-inch inseam pair of pants. Pick a lane.
2: The UK doesn't even pick a lane, so how can you expect Canada yeah. to...
0: <laughs> I know I, I I said the line of demarcation is always construction. They don't build in millimeters. they build in four by
3: eight.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So: So what you're saying is Lego needs to introduce the solution. Lego kind of already is metric, isn't it? : It is, but everything it's a two by one brick. It's a four by three or a two by eight brick. That's by with the flat.
2: dots on the top, right? That's not actually like
1: correct, but we're using those same because a two by four is what? Is it two inches and by a four half? inches? One and a half yeah.
2: by three and a quarter inches.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs>
2: um, oh no, it's two and a half by, I don't remember, it's not actually a two by four. <laughs> They um, fudge the
0: numbers, just so they, you know. They, Oh, yeah, they totally do. Um, it, w- b- before we leave, can we all give a moment of applause and, and a, a standing ovation to one John Patrick Eichel? I'm not sure if that's where he derives his Jack from. Um, I just always default to Tom Clancy's John Patrick Ryan. They call him Jack. To one Jack Eichel. For throwing heat back at the Buffalo Sabres
2: fans. Who are booing him.
0: (laughs) The loudest I've heard that building in seven years. Ow. (laughs) Ow. Ow. you going to come with that game. I'm going to throw some back at you.
3: (laughs) Pretty much.
2: (laughs) Don't dish it out if you can't take it.
0: Uh you know, uh, boom me all you want, suckers. I'm living the life in Vegas. I don't know <laughs> why. I don't know why I'm sliding into Snoop Dogg. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that would be LA,
2: right?
1: Yeah, double, yeah. double DOG. It was, it was just a good week for shade all around. It really kind of was. I just, And, you know, I, I think, just... part and parcel, there were a ton of goals scored. I actually kind of watched some hockey this week,
2: <gasps> which... Say it, it ain't so. Oh. Watching hockey in this economy, dear God.
0: <laughs> I know why I'm thrown off because I spent the week at work in my office for the first time in two years.
2: Oh, I'm so Ugh. sorry.
0: Well, I, it, I obviously I ran into one of my coworkers, whom I hadn't seen in two years, and I just and he said it's weird being here, and I'm like, you know, the last time I was in my office. I didn't have a house. (laughs) That's how long I've been gone. I was able to build an entire house during a pandemic and move into said house.
2: No, wait. Tear down and build, Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We were able to tear down and construct a completely brand new domicile
2: (laughs) since the last time I had to work in office. Are you in full-time, like, from now on, or was that just for this they're
0: past leaving, week? They're leaving it up to us.
2: Oh, uh, I wish that were the case for me.
0: Well, they're they're leaving it up to us by saying, if you're coming into the office, please be here, you know, at least three times a week, if mm-hmm. not more. If you're going to be here more, then we'll actually keep an office for you. If not, then we're going to start doubling people up. Oh. Uh- so they're they're kind of moving away from open office plans and moving into stacking people into offices if they're not going to be in office so i don't care i've been there 20 some odd years i get a office by myself no matter what the hell happens because we 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 dole out offices by tenure not by seniority
3: oh that's nice yeah
2: yeah, we don't have offices. It's just open cubicle floor plan, and we're hot desking. And yeah, right now, yeah, right now we're we're doing uh, one day a week, and we're gonna go to two days a week when we get more equipment. And it's actually the vice presidents that want uh, above everybody in my department that want us to go three days a week, but the director below the vice presidents is like no. <laughs> the the director actually he, he's looking around going, Why do we even have to go in? This is my boss's boss. <laughs> and, and everybody below him is like, Why do we have to go in? And so um the the director's telling the vice president president, it's like if you want to send three days a week, then we need to have assigned desks. That means equipment for everybody at home and for at, you know in the office. And her. that's where they're bulking, but yeah. we'll end up in we'll end up in three days a week.
0: I think we have officially jumped the rails, landed on another set of rails, jumped those rails as well, and then come back to the original set of rails and then jumped off those again.
1: And so none of a normal, us have wheels on our feet. So
2: normal sure. podcast
0: then? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
2: oh good
0: and, and I, yeah it did didn't it kind of weird so
2: so so are we uh ending with a question or are we um
0: I, we could do the smartless thing and just come up with really bad puns and ways to say bye no okay no <laughs> so yeah I'm, that's good because that's their shtick yeah uh-uh.
2: yeah okay we can come up with our own shtick
0: maybe i just put in the radio off White noise, we just decide when to stop and it goes like you've reached the end of the record not the not
2: the double click for the eight track. Nope
0: <laughs> uh all right guys, well, I'll talk to you all we'll we'll talk to you all later. Thank you very much for listening. yeah, I got nothing.
3: Yeah. Pat
2: Pat yeah. save us <laughs> <laughs> Dad save us please <laughs> uh,
1: Peter Marzik starts on goal
0: This has been the 3v3 podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.